Hello, welcome to the Happy Way Podcast. Uh, my name is Aoife Dean and I'm here with one of my friends, best friends, Girl Bags, also known as Baba Ganoush, also <laughs> known as Gronya. <laughs> um, I feel very formal calling you Gronya. I know. When that people call so me Gronya, I get very nervous. I'm like, who's that woman they're talking about? I know, it's very odd. But then equally, if someone I don't know calls me Grow, I'm like, how dare you? I know. How dare you? You don't even know me. I know. It's Only like... friends a week. Yeah, it's like... I I actually kind of like being called Eves, and the most random people will call me that. So weird. And I'm like, you don't even know me. This happens because, can I tell you, this is a total aside, and we can cut this out. I, I am a teacher. I teach loads of kids called Eva. I call them all Eve. I call yeah. them all Eve. I don't yeah. even mean to. And I'm like, Eve, uh, what did you get for that? And I'm like, you just called that child Eve. She's going to be like, why are you not calling That's me? That's kind of hilarious though, because that really is kind of like, you're being the cool teacher. <laughs> yeah. You're like, getting it so wrong. Hey homies, I can chill with <laughs> you. I know your lingo. What do your homies call you? Eve, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um, So, Gronya, other disclaimer, other disclaimer from Gronya. When I was voice noting Gronya to come on my podcast, first of all, I was highly specific about how I worded it because I really, 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 really wanted her to come on. So like I knew if I messed it up once, like I would have lost you yeah. for good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it had I, to be a good pitch. It had to be a good pitch. <laughs> but then I think I made it so serious. Like your reply was like, I actually thought you were going to ask me for a kidney. Yeah. You were like, you were so deadly serious yeah. about the question. But the other thing Gronya said is, um, and like, I totally get it. She is like, I will be mortified and basically kill you if you roll me out as some prize pig <laughs> idol. Like, and I was like, look, that's absolutely not what's going to happen because... So basically, to cut a long story short, um, I grew up a Gronia. I think our eyes met across the Monster Munch and Colouring and Play School. Yes, it did. Yeah, at yeah, three years old. Yeah, fills all the time out in the yard. That none of us understood, I don't think, but we connected. We connected, <laughs> 1989. And um, Gronia got through childhood years, teenage years, without kind of weight diet issues and when when and so basically Grania is like you know n is the amount of subjects in a study you're mm-hmm. one of my n equals you're one of my subjects that I'm like okay from day one you didn't diet and you were happy out mm-hmm. and you were like a slim normal weight that you were happy with mm-hmm. and I'm like and even today I was thinking about this and I'm like There is a lot of studies on obesity, a lot of studies on obesity. And technically, a lot of people doing those studies, they're actually not trying to create more obese people or it's not that people want to be obese and are asking for these studies. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, actually, there should be a ton of studies on, okay, you know, people who are they just happen to not have a weight problem. They just happen to not so have a weight if, problem. If you, we knew more about that as opposed to concentrating on the other side of it. Maybe it would enlighten people a bit more. Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. there's is a, 
there's some saying from it's like Thomas Truward or something and it's like how they figured out the floating of things wasn't by studying what sinks okay yeah do you know what I mean yeah so I think like I I was just so blessed growing up with you for many billions and billions and billions of reasons likewise ah but one of them being that like so I was yet again saying nothing about home but going home to where everyone was like you know fatness is inevitable it's in our family you have to be afraid of these foods and these foods and these foods you can't really be trusted with those foods because it's in you to not be able to be mm-hmm. trusted with those foods and then say learning Weight Watchers points and all the rest of it but then because we're both I was going to say lucky that's probably <laughs> the wrong word to use but you know the way like me and you and a lot of our friends happen to be like the youngest and the mm-hmm. end of the line mm-hmm. so like we spent a lot of time together so yeah. I actually had probably more exposure <laughs> to you than yeah. uh, like family my, my family yeah. members. So it was kind of like leaving, you know, the kitchen table that was stuffed with witch watchers points and all the rest of it to hang out with you who was eating <laughs> like crisps and chocolate and everything, <laughs> everything. all day long. Yeah. And it was kind of like, you know. That, yeah, it's like, like there's mixed messages there because you're like. I'm getting all this information from home, but then I come and I meet my friends and like... It's literally the opposite. It's the opposite. And like, not saying like, okay, so whatever messages are given in like Weight Watchers, X, you eat X, you will turn into Y, Y being something undesirable. Yeah. But like, we spent our whole time, our whole childhood when we were in each other's company, planning around like having... (laughs) How to get more sweets. sweets. How can we get more sweets? What other relatives can we ask for money? <laughs> like, how can we get more? How can we, we pool our resources? We were and so get, resourceful. Like value, and it was all about sweets and food. But like, equally at the same time, we were doing all that, and yet there were no negative consequences. There was only really positive memories. Yeah, we, like that sounds desperate. It's like we just met up and ate our like body weight and sweets. We didn't do that either. It was more of a like. You know, we used to plan to have these little parties and we would bring all our friends over and we would save up money. It's like save up our own money to treat our friends at the age of like 10 or 11. Yeah. And have them all over to our little clubhouse and spoil them with like whatever we could get in the supermarket, which was not very like glamorous in those days. Like remember when they brought in um, like... Remember tortilla chips came out in like oh, yeah. around oh, yeah. like 97, 98. God, we literally took a photo. I have a photo. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> the most remarkable event that had ever happened in West Cork. We got tortilla chips. but like, The hot food counter in Centra around yeah. League. That was Cuisine de France. Oh, jeez. Cuisine de France. Like we thought we'd made it. Like all yeah. we generally needed was McDonald's and my life was made. Like yeah. I didn't need anything else. Yeah. But um. But yeah, like, so like, we just pulled our money together and like, used to buy all those lovely things and then have all our friends over and like, just eat them and have fun. Like, but, but you know, like, first of all, I don't think kids will ever change. Do you know what I mean? No. In terms of like, my nephews and nieces, like, they're really excited about like, sweets and stuff. And like, that's lovely. And yeah. also like, the more I work in what I work in, that's not the problem. Yeah. Like, is in people with extreme weight problems have fear, guilt, regret. Like, they have negative emotions. We were excited. Yeah. We were positive. We were picking the literally the best, tastiest foods. Yeah. We 
were grateful for those foods. We were appreciating them as, you know, we were actually yeah. mindful eaters. We you were, know what because, I mean? geez, with our funds, we could only get so much. So it's like, here's three tortillas for you. Yeah. Three tortillas for you. Enjoy them. Like, yeah. And we really value the food and kind of like, you know, when I'm working with clients now, like I'm always trying to bring across how it's like, you have the relationship with your body and then you have the relationship with the individual foods Mm -hmm. and say like I had a client there the other day and she was like it doesn't really happen to her anymore um like we've been working together a while now and and she she was like it was just weird Sunday was just like an anxious day or whatever Mm -hmm. and like you know so she kind of looked down and the packet of share bag of Maltesers or whatever was gone Gone. yeah and you know so I was kind of saying okay well that being a good relationship with food now that's the equivalent of say calling over to your friend for an hour and being on your phone the whole time you know yeah you're like sorry Maltesers I missed you and you know I know that sounds mental yeah but in another way she didn't spend the time with the Maltesers she and didn't enjoy them she didn't so it was literally missed like yeah. so whatever mr malteser or whoever invented them <laughs> whatever like recipe not his aim. he came up with for them to be like perfectly perfectly beautiful it was all lost on Wasted, her like yeah. she doesn't remember the taste yeah. and she was just left with the feeling afterwards it you probably know? didn't matter what it was it could have been a share bag of anything like, exactly so like what we were doing was actually kind of that that actually shows a very good relationship with food, actually. I yeah, think. which is no. weird because at the time I'd say we were trying to keep it under wraps. Jeez, like. <laughs> oh, God. Well, like as Grani was trying to get out of the podcast, she kept re-qualifying herself for why I really wanted her on the podcast. Because she was like, Aoife, I don't know why you'd want me on the podcast. I literally like I put food in my mouth. I really enjoy it. And then I stop when I'm full. Like, that's it. That's all I do. It's and she was like, formula. I literally love food so much that, like, other people can go off stuff. I can't. I love food so much. And I was, like, in my head listening to that. I was like, Gronya, do you know how frustrating that is <laughs> to hear? If you're someone with, like, a weight problem or someone who's, like, just killing themselves trying to like do diets or go off bread or go off whatever and then you hear someone say um I just eat what I love and I stop when I'm full Mm. but like you know but like I say as I was watching you through the years (laughs) like which sounds super creepy creepy. (laughs) (laughs) but there's also like so many things you never did so I always think um that you know first of all and I I don't think you would have ever said this as such really but like as in you know you you technically do eat what you want Mm -hmm. like as in there isn't something that you want to eat and you don't let yourself eat and I think from a dieter's point of view I was always hearing that and it was like oh wow so when I'm like trying to control myself and trying to like stop eating the share bag she can just go for it and you're like, no, there's a massive mm. clause, terms and conditions apply because I was making myself uncomfortable with eating a lot of the time. And whereas, like, say, 
someone like you or someone without a weight problem and be like, well, it goes without saying I wouldn't want to be uncomfortable. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, as in, obviously, I have no interest in being over full. And like, yeah. obviously, I'm not going to eat something I don't like the taste of. Definitely not, no. And see, then with a dieter or someone who's trying to lose weight, they're actually only doing those things. Like, as in, when my weight was the worst, it was like every day was a prescribed day. Wow. Like you might not like these foods, but yeah. these are the foods that cause weight loss. And then um, on a kind of bingey or a bad day or whatever, you'd be kind of like, well, you know, just eat whatever I want. So it would have been like crazy uncomfortable. Yeah. So they're like two key things yeah. that like would not have been of interest. No, but like I was saying to you, like, I don't know, is it because I'm the youngest of my family and I think like obviously moms and dads run out of steam towards the end but like which really benefits the kids really I think really benefits the ones at the end but like I was very much given free reign with food there like I was allowed to buy sweets I like I used to pester my my granduncle used to live kind of with us and like I'd go in every day and it'd be like a daily ritual and he'd give me like 20 pence and I'd use that you 20 get, pence to yeah. get loads of bits and bobs yeah. in the shop so clearly like you know, there was nobody saying you can't have that. So like straight away, I had a very happy relationship with food. I wouldn't say it was healthy in terms of like what I was consuming because like there was many years of like, you know, I would be so full on sweets and things that I shouldn't have been eating. I wouldn't eat my dinner or I mm-hmm. wouldn't want to eat my dinner. Mm-hmm. But equally, like I've said to you before, I was never forced to have anything. I was never told, come on, come on, you have to eat that up or you have to like, like I remember my poor mom's friend had me over and was minding me when I was small and she had that policy at the table where you have to eat everything every bite before you leave and I ate like because I was being told to and then like it's terrible but I got sick at the table because like your belly wasn't ready my belly was so shell-shocked as to what was going on but um but anyway there was there was not a policy like that in my house and like I was saying to you before that gave me the opportunity to just kind of like it sounds really weird but like just like follow my own taste buds and be like I like that or I don't like that or you know what I've decided I'm going to try that for myself no one ever was like come on now try peppers you'd love peppers peppers are very good for you because they have this that and the other it was kind of just a journey of figuring out what I like and what I don't like and like it's kind of like you have so much ownership over it then because like I remember being nearly an adult and being like I now love tomatoes and I use tomatoes for this, that and the other. And it's like, no one forced me to do that. It was your own, like, it sounds stupid, but like, it was your own decision to pursue the foods that you like and the ones you don't like. There was never a relationship established from a young age of this is what you should eat. This is what, you know, you have to eat or you're not getting up from the table. There was no relationship like that in my brain. Yeah. So I think that has now stood to me as an adult because... Anything I am eating, I'm like, you know, I love this. I love eating this. I love making this. It's not anything that anyone's ever told me I have to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a bit hairy as a child, like, because I was, like, on the outside looking in. I was very skinny. I was very small. I was, like, you couldn't, like, I wasn't malnourished. Like, I was clearly nourished. But, like, you know, looking in, I probably didn't look like, any other child because I was like my nickname in school was Grony Grony like because and that used to really get to me because I was like I wish I could look like everybody else and it's actually in reverse which is weird because like 
so many people are conscious of their weight and like I was so conscious of being underweight like the amount of comments people used to make like especially I remember starting secondary school and being so skinny and so small and that being such a like comment that was really freely made about me in my company and like it's funny like people just get hang-ups about stupid things and like in the same way people get hang-ups about being overweight and people may be making comment about that it's just comments it's just comments it's like what we were saying about lunches it's just like comments yeah like it's just all comments you're like just it's unwanted attention exactly yeah because it's like it doesn't really matter what the motivation the reason is I your comment is unwanted in my like in my personal space I don't need I know I'm small I know I'm skinny you don't need to reinforce that because you reinforcing it is making me feel like it's a bad thing but it's super that whole thing as well that like you know kids are amazing but they're equally horrible yeah do you know what and I mean there's something no more I've horrible time than national school especially in a way that transition to secondary school because that's the age group I work with and like there's nothing they like more than difference. If you're different in any way, shape, or form, they're like vultures. They're like vultures. And they're like, wow, that girl's really small and skinny. Let's make sure every single person in the year, despite the fact they mightn't even know her, knows she's small and skinny. Or let's make everybody make sure she has a really weird hobby. Or let's make sure they know that, like, she's a girl see, and she plays see, rugby. Or, you see that now as well. Oh, it? I see it all the time and like it's so impossible to explain to the kids at like 12 or 13 that like they're looking for differences and your differences are your superpower and that's what's going to make you stand out for all the right reasons in just like give it two or three years yeah but like you can't tell somebody that at 12 or 13 because like a year is an eternity exactly look I got over it in time, but like it was kind of a trigger for a long time. Of course. If anyone said and made a comment, like I remember years later, and I've said that to you as well, remember a time like starting to work full time and like not knowing that like working full time is such a busy time anyway, that like I remember not having enough time to have lunch and not being able to figure it out, like how to manage my time properly and being so dedicated to the job. And I lost a good bit, like not a good bit of weight, but like I lost a bit of weight to the point was noticeable. And I remember someone made a comment to me about it and like, God, it was such a trigger. It was like, all brought back, brought all it all memories. back, like being like, oh no, I'm different again. Oh no, I'm on the radar again. And like to somebody else, that would be such a compliment. Wow, you've lost weight. You look good. But like, it doesn't actually even matter. It's whatever the trigger is. It is. Yeah, totally. Because when we were just talking there about lunches at work and, and yeah. you know, like if I'm to put things simply, I only wanted to become a dietitian so I didn't have a weight problem. It's not as if that I wanted yeah. to have like a gravestone that said she never had chocolate for 60 years. Yeah. Like I just cared about not being unhealthy that was yeah. it like yeah. whatever that entails motivation yeah yeah so so equally with my lunches at work it might just so happen there was calvita in the fridge and something sorry yeah. fat on you <laughs> but there was like there was just that calvita and that like straight away the thoughts of calvita i'm like it is nice and cream crackers and pickled onions <laughs> 
Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. Just to let you know, I have two online courses, Happy Hypno Weight and the Love Food Program, and both are designed to help you unlearn toxic diet culture, good food, bad food thinking, feeling guilty after food, totally change your relationship with food and start becoming your ideal weight. And you can get both courses right now for a limited time at 150 euro. So that's 100 euros off. So go to happyweight.ie forward slash special offer and avail of this great deal. That's just what happened to be there. Yeah. And I couldn't be arsed going to the shop. Yeah. And it's absolutely not Instagrammable. No. But I like the taste of it. Yeah. And it will get my belly from hungry to full. And that's why it's there. Yeah. And when I was working in the matter private in Cork, like there'd actually be like a swarm around me at lunch is what it felt like. Yeah. There probably actually wasn't. Yeah. But it's like, oh, wow, what are you doing there? <laughs> oh, well, like, the professional dietitian. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Is there what something are... we don't know about, Calvita? <laughs> like, what are you going for there? Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. This is just like, as in, it tastes nice and it will get me from hungry yeah. to full. And that's it. Um. But the commentary was awful. Yeah, so and unhealthy. And people don't realise it. And it was really funny because this happens in my workplace as well. And a friend of mine one day said, um, like, I noticed it. I mentally logged it. And I used to, like, it started to make me feel slightly uncomfortable at times. Because, like, I would be someone who eats their lunch, right? And I might bring leftovers from the night before. And I might decide, right, that portion was obviously way too big. Because so, you're like, full. Because you're full now. And I'm ready to do the rest of my day. I don't need any more food to do that. Um, and I would leave the rest in the lunchbox. And like, there was always kind of like, and I know people don't need any harm. And it's like, oh, you need, you didn't finish it. Oh, did you make too much? Did you make too much of that? Did and like, there was always like, it, it was never anybody making any kind of negative comment in their brain. But to me, it was like, why are you talking about my lunch? Do you know like, what though? Because you were saying that, but I'm like, it's not intentional. No. But also, it's not coming from a crazy good place either. Because when you said that, I was like, oh, God, I definitely said that to you for years. Because, <laughs> like, you know, if, if, if you're permission-based in your head rather than feeling-based, like in terms yeah. of like, I now feel full, so I'll stop. But someone with a weight problem will be like, Today, I'm justifying eating this. Today, I'm allowing myself to eat this. So if you've allowed yourself eat the pasta carbonara for lunch, you are going to eat Eat all all. the pasta carbonara. Mm -hmm. So what you were doing made no sense because you have the yummy thing that's not on a diet, but you're leaving a quarter of it. So that's not black or white. And when we've got a weight problem, we've black or white thinking that food is either good or bad. Wow, yeah. You're allowed to eat all of it or you're allowed to eat none of it. That's mad, yeah. So that you makes sense. were like short-circuiting everyone around you with a weight problem because it's like, but it's fatty, but she's not eating it all. <laughs> but she could. The mission. Because if it's fatty, she's on a bad day, so couldn't she just go for it and eat it all? Yeah. So like as in, it's, it's, it's not coming from a bad place intentionally, but it's not coming from a great place from there. Yeah, look, you know, it depends. But like, I don't know, it's just a really common thing in workplaces. It's just, well, in my workplace anyway. But like, I remember a friend of mine said one day to me separately, she was like, 
God, sometimes I just dread lunch because there just seems to be always a comment about anything I'm eating. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad somebody has recognized this because I felt like it was just that I was a bit too oversensitive about things. Maybe it was because I'd experienced it in the past or something, but I just think maybe that is the thing. Maybe it is the people in the group that view it as yeah. a permission-based thing. Yeah. Maybe it is. I don't know why, you know. But 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 that's the whole thing, because even I was talking to a client today, and, like, she's kind of out of the woods as well, so it's kind of cool talking to her, because yeah. we can kind of look back on it all. And she's like, it's so weird, the things that were just common, normal statements to say to other women about their weight or their eating or yeah. whatever, that then once you're out of a weight problem, you're like, that's so messed up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... it's, well, it's perspective is huge. It's so like, messed up because yeah. as in, especially like, so yet again, a weight problem is when we're kind of more mentally guided with food and not having weight problems when we're more physically guided with food. So it's like... How like and and that's another thing you said to try and remove yourself from the podcast that just requalified <laughs> yeah. yourself was just like, look, there's nothing really to it. Like I I just kind of eat what I like, and mm-hmm. and there's actually nothing to it. It's you know, and you were kind of almost saying it in a way that like, I don't even know what everyone else is doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's like that's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like as in, and so yet again with the lunches, if. If if a cheese toasty feels and tastes lovely for my belly today, mm-hmm. like why is that of interest to anyone? Yeah, it's, it's just so like if an orange jumper is feels nice on me today. Doesn't mean it, yeah. It does it it's not a reflection on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's the thing when we have a weight problem, you know, yet again, you eating chips or something could be say almost triggering because it's you know if you're like oh am I allowed to eat them or not but it's like no they just happen to feel nice in my belly today and that's why I'm eating them until they don't and then we stop yeah or you know to the point where I'm like now I'm nice and full now that was lovely and there's still you know 10 chips left but that's fine yeah okay see that's another thing isn't it like you know there's another kind of subconscious thing in people's brain about waste yeah I think that's what gets me a little bit like I probably wouldn't have like what you just said there is really interesting because I probably wouldn't have viewed it from that point of view I would have always thought people think I'm wasting food because I think that was kind of on a loop as well in people's homes like yeah you you have to finish it because it's a waste of food I know but we're screwed that way because it's not the 1950s yeah so it's not as if our mom is boiling carrots and yeah. spuds and beef. And so you've like three, four hundred calorie meals in the day and that's you and a load of manual labor. We don't live in that anymore. Yeah. So like the whole finish your plate concept. For, for the fuel factor. Or just the... what we've had tonight. We've had like a whole like, well, we haven't had a whole. We've both like kept it for lunch tomorrow yeah. as well. But like we've had ramen, like Prosecco, whatever. It's kind of like. Jeez, that is not the calories they were consuming. No. You know, 30 years ago. So you can't have it both ways. Like, no. you can't be like, finish everything yeah. on your plate like the famine is coming yeah. and be in the year 2022. You can't do both. Yeah, but you see, it's a mentality that's projected on people that has existed from a time where that was the case. Yeah, 100%. To the present time where 
we don't absolutely we don't if we took a step back we don't live like that anymore but it's still ingrained into people to the point where I almost feel like I'm letting people down sometimes if I take like you know a quarter of a carton of soup and I'm like didn't finish that I'll just I know. put that in the bin like there's I know. a little bit of guilt because I'm like are they looking at me thinking I'm very wasteful um but sure what's the alternative well I think the alternative is if you were to work it out another way because like overeating is expensive not just in the obvious ways yeah but I remember one of the things that really helped me in London when I was binge eating and stuff was kind of like those other dietitians have to see the same amount of clients as me during the day but they're not knackered doing it yeah because they ate so much last night like that's costly do you know what I mean that's very costly to be tired because you ate loads of chocolates or you're over caffeinated trying to go to sleep or waking up with a food hangover you are not saving money by making your pancreas or your heart or your stomach or your you know intestines work through this food that it absolutely did not ask for yeah like you are absolutely not saving money by making that overwork yeah that's a good way of viewing it actually yeah i would never have thought of that Another thing you said on the voice note was that you were like, Aoife, like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, as in, as far as I remember it, you were grand. I was grand. We were all grand. And we were all generally the same weight. And it was all fine. And it was like, the first thing with that is that, like, I suppose, like, disordered eating and weight aren't always correlated. Mm -hmm. Like, as in, some of my most currently messed up clients wouldn't actually be the heaviest or the lightest do you know what I mean because yet again it's a true it like it's it's a mental thing not a physical thing and the other thing is is that kind of like you were kind of saying like geez we're just you know I was just a selfish teenager I wouldn't have had any idea you were going through that but it's kind of like ditto because it's in like that's horrific you know all the like skinny shaming and Mm. stuff and I don't think I gave you an ounce of love and attention for any of that. <laughs> oh, come on. And it's just kind of like, well, obviously we were all going through our own thing. Yeah. And I think you know, though, like, you know, there was an element of like, Era, look, we were, we were all putting up at something. Do you know, I don't think we ever spoke about like, I wouldn't have had the confidence in my teen years to say, I don't like when people call me skinny because like in my brain people would have said sure what is wrong oh god love you oh god love you look at you there now with your skinny body and you're giving out about people commenting on the fact that you are in fact so skinny but like in my brain that was not a positive comment so like to me it wouldn't have made sense to explain it to anyone else anyway because you wouldn't have got any understanding in my brain you wouldn't have got any understanding because people didn't understand my understanding of the word skinny. It's, it's really mental though. It's, yeah. It is mental because it's in like, I genuinely think I was a bit ignorant until I worked with underweight clients. I definitely mm. was because as in like, like as in it would make me angry if someone told someone obese to just eat less yeah. and exercise more. Yeah. But like, as in it's quite normal then to say to someone underweight or slim to be like why don't you just eat a sandwich or something and you're like do you not see that like it's it's more complex than that like it's so complex but like you know people would still say things like that but it's so funny because 
you know, we're supposed to take things like that as compliments. Whereas at the end of the day, I think like you don't want to gag people and say you can't make any comments about other people's bodies. But I just think people have to be a little bit more mindful of how powerful words are. Like if people still say to me, um, oh, look at your waist, it's so slim. You know, I immediately take that as a negative. Yeah. Which is terrible because it's definitely not intentioned to be a negative comment. Yeah. But in my like brain from, I suppose, years of being told you're scrawny. I think scrawny is a very like you are not sufficiently human. You are just about hanging in there. Mm -hmm. So like to be told you're scrawny for like a number of years, I think that's stuck. So then anything associated with that general term to me was negative. Yeah, I know. And still to this day, people will probably think, oh, that's, I've just paid her a compliment. Whereas I'm like, I wish they had not said that. I wish they had just not made any comment at all. Yeah. It's so funny, isn't it? Because it's like to somebody who is on a weight loss journey, possibly if you said that to them, it it might make their day. I don't know. Um, but yeah, your cool mirror. Your cool mirror. <laughs> the mirror came up earlier. We we're talking about the mirror. Yeah. And like the funny thing about the mirror. So just to explain something about said mirror. So I had a mirror that I purchased in Dunn's. I don't know if they're still there, but if they are, I would advise everybody to rush out and get them. I think it was like 15 euro full length mirror. Had this in all my various houses through my renting years. Um, so anytime Aoife used to come to visit, Aoife always made a comment about my mirror. And you'd always say like, God, this mirror is so slimming. And I used to think like, nope, that's just a mirror. I don't know what you're talking about. That is the way I look. But oh my God, I had this mirror until I moved into this house. And I got a bit of a land like when I looked in another mirror because I was saying, who is that person? Number one, she's way shorter. She's wider. Like, but at the same time, I was like, thank God I had that mirror for so long because it didn't actually matter a damn. I was going out feeling a million dollars. Well, like we're both like you're five foot two as well, aren't you? I'd say if even. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're five foot one, maybe I'm yeah. five foot three. But anyway, we're midgets. So like as in, <laughs> of course, it's like a nice novelty Yeah. to look taller yeah. and more slender or whatever in the mirror. Like the that is such thing. a novelty. It actually was the best thing ever. It doesn't rubbish everything we've just said. But no. like, it just goes to show it's all in your head. Like it is absolutely 100% in your head. Because like the confidence you'd feel going out thinking like, I'm tall, I look good in this outfit, it fits me well. The reality mightn't have been that. Doesn't really matter because I went out happy as Larry. And like, you know, it's not as if I look in the mirror now and I'm bawling, crying or anything. Yeah. Because I kept that other mirror. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, it's in the attic. But um, but no, like it just goes to show, I suppose it taught me a lesson. Like it is all in your head. If I went out looking the way I thought I looked in the mirror and I had that confidence that I looked that way, nobody else took any notice Should, no like they saw what they saw but i felt good and that's all that matters i sure, know nobody's even thinking about you but it's it's kind of almost like stage hypnosis you know when a hypnotist will like hypnotize someone to be the hottest woman in the world or whatever and yeah they'll and change they'll their change posture their, yeah. and they'll change their strut and all the rest of it and i think like that's what kind of does make um dieting uh, like addictive because the highs are highs the lows are lows and i remember one time I had to do a diet at work, which was very problematic. Mm. Um, 
but you know I lost a load of water weight and all the rest of it and I saw a number on the scales that I hadn't seen before and um I swear to God, like I was walking around London and going out and <laughs> clapping like I was the cat's pajamas. Yeah. And I'm like, like, I think about that sometimes because I was like, if I could bottle that. And like, what's weird is I think I am that weight more or less. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, why can't I feel like that? that yeah, you why, know what I mean? Why so, did that qualify it as yeah. being like the best feeling that you do have the confidence now to own it? So it's always... You know, permission yeah you know what I mean and that's why everything's relative it's like we'd all like say say some of the clients that I work with you know it's it, or you know any of us when we're struggling with weight if you actually kind of saw your weight from the other side of like you know thank god I'm not a stone heavier or two stone heavier or whatever you know like as in basically just celebrate where we are right now yes you know what I mean and like basically every aspect of how we look or our health could be worse yeah and it's just so much because you crap. have that you totally have that thing I think all women can relate to this where you look back at photos of yourself and you know the feeling you had that like I definitely would have thought oh I could have looked better or I could have looked slimmer or I could have looked whatever and you're like sure I was lovely yeah I know wasn't I lovely back then sure I'm so young looking and I look great and like that's not being you know like vain or anything that's just like oh everyone has that like every, yeah. yeah do you know like you, you go out and you feel a certain way and then you look back in years when the years pass and you're like sure what was I worrying about yeah you know like but this is the thing and I think that's another thing we get wrong with dieting because it's kind of like all the skills we use with motivating other people like say like if you've got like a toddler learning to walk or whatever you know it's all encouragement it's all positive encouragement positive reinforcement and I think we have to do that because it works mm. we like you you can't mess around with bringing up kids even if they're not your kids just you know yes of course being yeah. around the next generation or whatever yeah. um you have to do what works to bring them further along and mm. that's what works and then we do the polar opposite with ourselves you know in the kind of diet culture there's a lot of like I need to give out about my body. Like I remember I used to say to myself so often, like Aoife, you need to call a spade a spade. Like this is your weight. It's not right. You're a dietitian. Think how much you ate yesterday. Just, you have to be realistic here. You have to call a spade a spade. Gosh. And it's like, there's nothing inspiring about that. No. Like you're basically backing yourself into a God, corner. What if anyone or... said that to you, I'd punch them. Thank you, Grania. I wouldn't punch you now. But like, <laughs> do you know, like why would you... Why would you talk to yourself like that when you look at it that way? If anyone talked to you like that, you'd be so annoyed and so upset and so hurt that someone could say that to you. And then you can say that to yourself. But it's just such a stupid way of looking at it because like sometimes I think the word realistic is code for negative because, you know, we can be like, you got to be realistic with yourself. Yeah, like you say, call a spade a spade. Yeah, and it's kind of like, yet again, I don't think you do that with a kid. I don't think you'd be like, be realistic here. You got five out of 10 in that spelling test. Be realistic. You're a five out of 10 kind of kid. <laughs> like, um, 
Well, <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, ab- like everyone has the potential and that's what you're trying to tap into. Yeah. You know, and it's the same with ourselves. You have to egg yourself on too. Yeah, totally. No, otherwise that negative chat to yourself is only going to end up in one thing, really. Like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy then. But the photo thing comes up so much with clients because I think another thing for anyone who's ever been a higher weight will know, or I mean lower weight or whatever, um, we all have some photo where we felt fat on the night out yeah. and now looking back on it you know it ha- it happens quite often people that th- they would now love to be that weight yes yeah. and I'm like that's how it goes if you constantly step into photos feeling ungrateful for where you're at for me like because yeah. I I had to put messages very simply in my brain to retrain myself I was like um I'm asking to get bigger do you know what I mean? By me not being grateful yeah. for this, you know, I'm kind of, if I, if I don't own and work and celebrate where I am mm-hmm. for loads of reasons. Another reason is that if you don't own and work with what you've got, you're probably then in a headspace that's more suited to comfort eating and overeating and saying, well, I'm fat and gross anyway, so I might as well eat this. Yes. Whereas if you're celebrating yourself and you're like, I'm anti-lucky, I'm now at this weight, I can use this. Yeah, even to remind yourself, there will be a photo you will look back on today. If you took a photo every day, guaranteed in five years time, you'd be delighted to look the way you do today. Yeah. And I think if you're very ballsy about it, I was like, you know what? If I do look bigger in these photos, they'll be so cool to look back on. Yeah. Do you know, like spin it in in a way that's orientated towards your goal as well, that like yeah. it'll be nice to have some before photos. So I basically think that anything that is sticking your middle finger up to what fear wants you to do, because mm-hmm. what fear wants you to do is wear a black muumuu and sit on your own on the couch and eat loads of stuff and yeah. feel gross and avoid social occasions, avoid photos. God, that's so grim. It's so grim. It's so grim. And it is like, that's why I kind of think like eating disorders are a bit crazy because it is like a voice in your head kind of saying like, oh, you can't meet up with the girls now. They'll notice the weight gain or mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And it's like, if you actually list what that voice wants you to do, it's grim. Yeah. You know, because I often ask clients like, you know, because, you know, they're like, basically it's like, my head isn't happy with what I ate yesterday and it's like well what would your head be happy with and be like basically if I ate vegetables you know because fruit is too much sugar shouldn't be having that much fat you know what I mean so it's like if you actually were to list the things that that fear voice wants you to do maybe not buy new clothes not treat yourself not be confident not go for the things you want to go for it's like are you sure you want to listen to that voice like yeah do you know what I mean are you the life that that voice is trying to get you to live are you sure you want that when there's an alternative when there's an alternative Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm kind of like if we can do anything that's sticking up the middle finger to that fear voice which I would say be smiling like a Cheshire cat in a photo is a good step yep and the other thing I think is when you gravitate towards you know someone nice looking in a photo you know it, it tends to be the smiley fun like people it, doesn't yeah. it you know what yeah. I mean it's just somebody who's yeah positive looking or you know like you can be a good looking person but geez whatever way you perceive a photo is very different you know yeah you know you could be have a good looking person and in inverted commas scowling at a photo yes it can take away all the goodness but or sometimes you know when someone feels ugly in a photo. You yeah. can tell it. Like, do yeah. you know what I mean? 
but Grania, you've been extremely helpful. <laughs> oh God, I don't know about that, but the chat has been lovely. Thank you, Grania. You're welcome. And thank you everyone for listening um, and see you in the next episode. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you enjoyed this episode and previous episodes, and you'd like to know more about developing this great relationship with food and letting go of excess weight, I have two courses right now that are on offer. So you can get the Happy Hypno Weight course and the Love Food Program course for 150 euro. And so that's over 100 euros off. So just go to happyweight.ie forward slash special offer and go avail of this great deal now. Mwah.